This episode is brought to you by Northern Rural Supplies. Northern Rural Supplies proudly service the Kimberley and Pilbara region, specialising in livestock sales, real estate, animal health and management, fencing, fertiliser, water and all other requirements. They stock your everyday needs to feed your dogs, cats, horses, chooks, camels and even goats. The whole team is based in Broome, so make sure you give them a call for all your agricultural and semi-rural needs. Central Station Podcast, where we bring you stories of what life in the outback is really like and why many wouldn't live anywhere else. So pull up a stump, pop the billy on, or crack a cold one, as we talk to the men and women who call some of the most remote parts of Australia home. Hi, my name's Tanis Godfrey and this is my article, Not That East, The Other East. I'll start this story by saying I can put up my hand and say I'm not a person with a natural sense of direction. When I went away to the Royal Military College in Duntroon, it became apparent very early on I was going to struggle in this area. I spent hours, weeks, months with friends, instructors or anyone who would offer trying to determine how to tell the 316 feature from the 365 feature at Madura Range. And if I was honest, all I could see were a bunch of pine-covered mountains. I famously didn't attend my university graduation, even though I had leave, because I needed more NAV training. I bought myself the best silver compass that money could buy and did my best to mitigate my lack of sense of direction. But as I got older, I became a pretty good mistress to the compass and bearing, and when I learnt to fly, I could always find where I was heading without a GPS and never stayed lost for long. That was until I was thrust into family mustering. Family mustering. I use this term explicitly because to me it's different to station mustering or even contract mustering. Family mustering is where people participating have either grown up with or lived or previously owned the property that you're mustering. You're primarily working with your family. They already know what they are doing without speaking because they've done it their whole lives. Family mustering requires no brief before going out, no instructions on where or what will start, how it will happen, no maps, no specification of time, checkpoints, distance travelled or sometimes even a specific endpoint. For example, a whole day's mustering could be described as We're going out to muster the meaners tomorrow. I would often sit at the dinner or breakfast table waiting for the rest of the instructions. What time do we start? Where do we start from? Where do we finish? What are we mustering? Sheep or cattle? And then everyone just gets up and heads off. With family mustering, everyone is so familiar. They just know where everyone else is, where their spot is on the ground and how fast to ride and where to ride without asking. In my husband's family's case, this was explicitly inherent. Breakfast and bikes before daylight, then Hugh's mum would get in the helicopter, get that started on daylight. 
It would be motorbikes and barking dogs off in two directions, three if his sister was home for a visit, and I would be told to follow on either the quarter in the ute, but quickly the bikes would disappear and I would have no idea where or what direction I was meant to be going. I would drive for a bit, hoping to pick up some dust or noise and pick up the flow again. Occasionally, I would see the chopper and head in that general direction, but most of the time I enjoyed the old lost in a shopping centre rule where I would just stop where I was and wait for someone to find me and tell me where I should be going. But even that would just be, just keep heading down that road, Tannis. How far down the road? Do I stop at something? Am I going to arrive anywhere? Or am I just going in circles around and around the property to keep me out of the way? After a time, I figured that if I made sure I had some sort of smoko, drinks, baking or other food or beverage on board, it would guarantee that Hugh or his dad would come and find me after about an hour. And that means I would get a new set of abbreviated instructions, such as, follow this road to the northwest and you'll pick us up. Now, this may seem very straightforward, as it did to me too, but no, it's a trick. You head up the road, you see, and it starts taking you to the southwest. Do you follow it or do you head northwest? You check on the UHF only to be told, keep heading northwest. So I leave the road, start cross-country, only to find myself right in the middle of the livestock. Now apparently, what I was meant to do was to follow the road to the south, and then where I saw the, when I saw the stock cross, come back up behind and follow them to the northwest. How could I have misinterpreted that instruction? Or, just drive down the road to the south, Dale, and when you get to the steel gate, turn left and follow the fence line to the east. Again, this would seem very straightforward, And I was an advantage at this time, as I did know how to get to the location I was being sent to. But upon arrival at the road, it had a steel gate straight ahead. To my left, there was not one or two, but three steel gates, and one into one paddock, one into a corner assembly leading to two others. All steel gates, all able to be turned left into, and the fence lines followed. Over the UHF, I tried to seek clarification. I'm here. Which steel gate? The one on your left. They're all on my left. The steel one. They're all steel. It was at that point that in hysterics, I'm sure Dean Driscoll, our chopper pilot that day, kindly intervened and said, go straight ahead through the steel gate on the road and then left through the steel gate in the next paddock. Thank you, Dean. Or head east to the Mintaker Yards. Well, there's no way I can mess this up. I'll just pull out my trusty silver compass, set a bearing, couple of landmarks, and we'll take that mob east. About 40 minutes along, I was cruising along, stock moving nicely, feeling chuffed and farmer-like, when one of the neighbours helping us out for the day pulls up and says, you're heading the wrong way, you need to head east. I am heading east, I say, and she shakes her head. So I pull out my trusty silver and show her, see, east, I point to the sun, east. She harnesses a bit of a giggle and says, it's not that east, it's to the gate in the east corner to put them through into the yards, and she points in the general direction. That's bloody northeast, I said, frustrated and defeated. However, am I going to get into the right direction if no one tells me about the invisible landmarks? I can't see and I don't know about. Goodness sake. For a long time I was banished to the yards. Well, at least I couldn't get lost there. Trying to get any level of explanation out of a group that are family members, I finally realised is like turning back the tide. It's a skill born out of living and working together and living and working the land over many years. It's inherent, a finely honed skill that is not easily learned. 
Lucky for me, after we lost a few other visitors and helpers to the dreaded Just Head North, my husband has met me in the middle and we now get a quick brief using the property map before we head off. This ensures that even if I do get lost, I know where my end point is and I can get myself there competently. It also means that there is a far less expletives over the UHF as I'm not popping up in the middle of a nicely moving mob heading north anymore. Charles Darwin University's Agricultural and Rural Operations team focuses on North Australian production and business systems, offering current real-world knowledge and experience by delivering both full qualifications and industry-required short courses. Courses at the rural campus are designed to develop the skills required for work on a North Australian beef cattle property or in the top-end agricultural industry while providing a sound knowledge base in the pastoral and or agricultural industries. They have dedicated staff who specialise in workplace training and assessment and recognition of prior learning. They will come to you and they service some of the most remote areas in the Northern Territory. Find out more at cdu.edu.au If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or leave us a review. It really helps other people find our podcast. You can find our website at centralstation.net.au where we have over 1,200 stories published from across Northern Australia. All of our podcast episodes, a tourism directory for visiting an outback cattle station and training and employment resources. We're on Facebook at Central Station True Stories from Outback Australian Cattle Stations And we're on Instagram at centralstation.net.au. And we're also on Twitter at centralstation6. To discuss this episode with other listeners, head on over to our Facebook group, Central Station Podcast.